Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Oh, it's your Lululemon top. I was about to be like, that's a nice top. I know. It's my, I'm pretending that I'm wearing a nice black work top, but in reality, I'm wearing a sports top. That's clever. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. What did you eat for dinner? (laughs) I ate a bastardized version of carbonara. I can hear myself echoing. This is not good. Isn't that the worst? Oh, yeah. Apologies, everyone. OBS lockdown. OBS are pristine. What's the sound that we have? Analog. analog a pristine analog sound has gone to basically listening to us on cassette tape <laughs> yes i ate a bastardized version of carbonara that included ham chili peas <laughs> and it was an eggy carbonara uh so parmesan and egg didn't you eat that the other day? Did yes, you? I did. And Adrian said the same thing. He was like, is this your second time eating spaghetti this week? Yes, it is. We're in okay. lockdown. That's fine. That's what did you eat for dinner? I made, I'll have you know, I had exactly an Alex portion left. Because, oh. of course, it's Thursday night and I don't know how not to cook for you on a Thursday night. So by an Alex portion, you mean a portion for two? No, it was, I had two enchiladas left. I made... Um, vegetarian enchiladas with like sweet potato, potato, black bean. That's one of my favorite dishes that you make. I often try to recreate it. That's so well today. Brenton said, Oh my God. And I was like, what? Cause he never says nice things about my food and then he'll eat something and then I'll hear him like gaming and he'll be like, yeah, Mort's just made like the best fucking dish I've ever eaten. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Cause you could have told me that anyway. He was like, you have cooked these vegetables to perfection. And I was like, do you know why? Because I put them in the oven and then I went and washed my hair and was like, oh, if they don't burn, they'll be fine and came downstairs <laughs> and then like didn't measure anything that I did or take attention of any time frame that I yeah. did. And he was like, yeah, they're soft, but they're not disintegrating, but they're not hard. Everything is great. And I'm like, oh. Well, I love that. I did the same thing yesterday, not to toot my own horn, but I pre-chopped sweet potato before I started work for the day, put it in the oven on a low, low 100 degrees and thought I'll just slow cook these to perfection by lunch. Did you make (laughs) What? I can't believe that worked. I imagine it turning into like jerky. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good. Wow. Really like soft and creamy in the middle? Mm, Some of the smaller pieces were a little bit chewy, I'm not going to lie, but the rest were good. How diced yeah oh my God. Not, not dicey dicey but like a oh, chunk yeah like a half inch and how many hours were they in the oven well from like nine to twelve yeah wow oh my god that's so risky i would have thought that you'd start a fire or something i mean i was like what two steps away from yeah. the oven so yeah. it was fine it was a low risk exercise wild, wild. anyway mm. uh for anyone that wants to make bastardized enchiladas yes a gluten-free and FODMAP recipe for you, chop random sweet potatoes, chop random potatoes, put them in the oven. Then just soften up some black beans. Oh, that's not FODMAP, but, you know, you don't have to do that. I, I so rinse all really the water good. off them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then pop a little bit of Marcel stock cube and just soften them and then chuck them all in a bowl with a little bit of cheese and then I buy the, like, old El Paso gluten-free, not the corn tortillas, they're like gluten-free flour tortillas that come in a little six-pack, shovel shove a layer of tin tomatoes mixed with the no-go salsa on the bottom Mm -hmm. and then you stuff them all, roll them up, 
tomato sauce on top, cheese on top, in the oven, done. Carby, warming, but like you still get your vegetables in. Sometimes I'll do like kale or spinach or whatever, depending on how constipated I am. <laughs> Any spices in that mix? Oh, yes. I roast on the tomatoes. I put ground coriander and cumin and maybe a little bit of paprika. Mm-hmm. And then I just rely on the no-go salsa to like carry it. Yeah, the no-go salsa carries everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had it for lunch today. I made corn chips with salsa and cheese for lunch because I'm an adult. (laughs) So you had a carb with cheese for lunch and a carb with cheese for dinner. Oh, no, you had egg and cheese. Get fucked. Yes, I did. Okay. No no judgment here. Coming from the person who officially hasn't eaten gluten in a week and a half. Not a trace. Not a trace. And hasn't eaten chocolate in a week and a half. Any form of chocolate or just chocolate chocolate? Not you're still eating chocolate mousse. Paul's chocolate mousse is not a chocolate. So okay. yeah, I'm still but no like no cookie with a chocolate in it. Wow. Nothing. I'm impressed. I'm feeling good. I would hope so. How else was your week? <sighs> that good. Uneventful. Uh I feel like I wake up, I contain Laddie, I walk Laddie, I work. In my lunch break, I walk Laddie, I walk Watson, I finish, I walk Laddie, I walk Watson, and then I cook dinner, and then I, that's my day. Yeah, that sounds a bit monotonous, doesn't it? Is it is a little bit. Is yours feeling monotonous? So monotonous. So yeah. bad. Also, just a cherry on top of the the cake that has been a crap week of lockdown. My fucking disgusting vertical blinds that I already hate. The draw stick that you use to pull them shut mm. broke today. So now they're swizzled at like 45 degrees at all times. Is that like the perfect angle to shoot light into your eyes in the morning? The sun will perfectly <laughs> hit me in the face when it rises tomorrow. Are you going to redo them as part of your like mini reno? Surely. Well, I'm going to fucking have to now, yeah. aren't I? What are I you going to do instead? I don't know. I think I might just do the front five because I can't afford the rest. But what are you going to do, more vertical blinds or a different blind? Oh, I won't do a vertical. Don't be ridiculous. No one chooses a vertical blind. Would you do shutters? I thought about shutters, but we don't. A house is these windows face east, and so by the time the sun goes up, it's not going to be bright enough in the house if we have shutters. So I'm going to have to get a roller. What if you just have them open all the time like I do? I can't. The the couch is in the way. (laughs) I know. Mm. It's miserable. It's truly miserable. House content for you guys. It is not lockdown without very dry conversations that we should probably have had off air. Also, whilst we're talking about dry conversations, I am now getting very close to my renovation deadline and I need to buy a toilet. In fact, I need to buy two toilets. And I refuse to purchase a toilet without seeing it in real life. I need to know the shape. I need to know the color. You know, toilets are a really big part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is a strong, important decision. And I can't go to a toilet store to go toilet shopping. You can't even like go to other people's houses to see their toilets. I know. I also can't buy a toilet online and return it if I change my mind. Oh, Oh, before we move into beauty news, we have to say a very big thank (gasps) you to Brooke. Mm -hmm. Brooke sent us a donation for our birthday. We're a few weeks late in thanking you. I'm so sorry, Brooke. So thank you for contributing to our podcast. And a big shout out to Minnie and Hope, her rescue greyhounds. Most importantly, shout out to them. Mm, absolutely. Um, beauty news. Uh, that's the tea on that. Byredo Blanche. 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 
I don't know what it smells like, what it is, anything about it except that. It's an existing fragrance that has always existed. I keep seeing this beautiful image in my Instagram feed mm. of a clear Byrodo bottle with white writing saying, Blanche. <laughs> Blanche. <laughs> and it's stunning and I want it to take photos of. Same. How nice is it? I, again, I don't know what it smells like, but I want it. It's a floral note, apparently. The main thing I'm excited about, guys, is that flip, flip the packaging. It normally has a black lid and black writing. It has a white label that kind of looks like it's not stuck on. Like, I think the packaging might be white and then the label of it is clear. no white. Like, it's clear with a white lid. Mm. It's just delicious. It's called the Collector's Edition. And... I don't believe it's at Mecca yet. When I Google it, it is just on Space NK. I can see it. Ah. It has floral notes of peony, neroli, and violet with a delicate floral twist. Floral notes with a floral twist, how you say. <laughs> so absolutely nothing that I would really like to wear on mask. No. Violet. It's, yeah, it's, it's not for me, but deeply, deeply I want the packaging. How stupid can I be? It's like with the diptyque candles. I just had to have them because... They what do you mean? Looking. That's not stupid. Okay, good. Thank you. That's luxury. <laughs> and I think as well, someone else looking at that isn't going to be like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because they don't know that it's different to the original. But when you know that it's different to the original, then it looks beautiful. That's true. And the annoying thing about a perfume is you can't really display it because it can't go anywhere in the house where there's sun or like the fragrance inside the bottle will end up yellow and then you'll have a yellow and white oh. perfume. Ugh. No. Right. Big no. Uh, next up in beauty news this week, would you believe that Glossier have launched a bronzer? Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Well, look, the internet's had a lot to say about it. It have is they? they have. It is called Solar Paint Luminous Bronzer Cream. It's a $20 bronzer. USD? USD, yeah. In the packaging that... Looks like the cloud paint, but mm. is slightly taller, one would say. And, and has maybe thicker. Yeah, probably thicker. And has a doe foot applicator. Interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a product for the face with a doe foot other than like the Clinique foundation or foundations. Never a, a bronzer or a blush. Oh, the Pericone ones, but they're very small. It's, it's pretty unique. Very unique. Never and say never, but yes. I don't quite get why when the cloud paint doesn't have it, but sure. Be my guest. True. They could have just made it either in the Halo Scope stick packaging and made a cream, or if they're doing a liquid, do it like cloud paint. You're so right. But instead, because yeah. I was like, well, duh, because they have an existing component that's that vibe. But like, why pick the eyeshadow component? It's kind of similar in packaging to like the Charlotte Tilbury highlighting wand or the um, mm. contouring wand. And I and because I was like, oh, how else? Like, who else does a liquid bronzer that's similar to this in this kind of formula? I imagine the Charlotte Tilbury one came to mind, and that's got the little spongy like Maybelline Dream Matte Mousse top on it. Mm. <laughs> Wait, not Dream Matte Mousse, concealer. Rewind Concealer, uh, Age Rewind, and the other one that I was thinking. Oh, I also thought like you could kind of do a a squeeze up top that's got like. I don't know, just a different applicator. Like old school lip glosses, how they used to have that like little point with the little hole. 
something like that. Yeah, like an angled, yes. Or even like remember those still lip glazes where it was like a twist and then like a, a brush top? Yeah. Mm. I would hate that. But, oh, yeah. But you're, you're twisting all day. Never, <laughs> never do the twist. It's like Ellis Fast, like by Terry, never do the twist. You're always clicking yeah. or you're twisting too much. But, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. Most notably when it comes to this bronzer, uh, the internet's not happy about it because it has been released in but four shades. Mm. And if we recall our conversation about Jacqueline Hill last week and the fact that she brought out her bronzer in six shades, we will know that one has to try harder to be inclusive. And Absolutely. And not only has it only been bought out in four shades, the four shades aren't desirable wow. by many people. Did you I, see the picture of it on the deepest model that they have used for the campaign? I haven't actually. No, I haven't seen it. Take a look at our stories. I posted it today. What I will say is I am shocked from Glossier. Not that they're the most inclusive brand by any means, but they do go relatively deep with their skin tint. They do go relatively deep with their concealers. Their blushes have always, well, their first range didn't have that many, but their second launch of the cloud paints have really deep, really rich tones that are great for deeper skin tones. So it does seem really stupid. I thought that they were going to label these something that never suggested that they were a bronzer. Yeah, something more like convertible Well, I guess they're called, they're called solar paint. So they aren't called a bronzer. And then at least that way it could just be called like, they're called Solar Paint Luminous Bronzer Cream. Okay. <laughs> if they had called it like Solar Paint Multitasking Cheek Liquid. Different story. I don't think I'd be mad because they only have one shade in their – actually, no, they do have multiple shades in their Haloscope. But, you know, it could be a highlighter on deeper skins. It could – you know, most of their products are multi-purpose. I wouldn't get be mad. But don't call it a bronzer and have shades in your line that then can't wear a product that you release. Yeah. Also, so the all four of them are shimmery. They, they say luminous bronzing cream. So the lightest one is called Flare, and it's a neutral bronzer with a gold pearl. Then there's Ray, which is a medium warm bronze with a gold pearl. Heat, which is a rich brown bronzer with a gold pearl. And Vault, which is their deepest red-toned bronze with a copper pearl. I actually really like the way that that bronzer looks on the model. I think it looks like a lovely cheek colour, but I don't think that it's deep enough to be classified as a bronzer. I think that it's just going to give her a glow and a touch of colour, but I don't think that it's a bronzer. No, and obviously there's going to be people that are darker than her that it's not going to work for. I think she's the maximum depth that it would work for. Like they've gone and got the darkest girl that they can show it on to try and be inclusive and it's probably not the best product choice for her by any means but I actually really like that it's giving her warmth without actual darkness it's like it is a bronzer without being contour but Mm. still not inclusive but I do actually genuinely like that shade on her skin tone the other thing that I thought was funny was in the LUK article announcing the release of the bronzer I had to have a quiet giggle to myself that they've said that the bronzer comes in five shades whilst then continuing <laughs> to name the shades and have two pictures of the bronzer, two separate pictures of the product on their website. And I just thought that was a funny boo-boo for them to make because no one's proofread that in the whole time it's been up. No, except me. <sighs> Not all I heroes should, wear capes. I should write to them. Mm. Moving on from that. Please tell me about Desi Skin because I literally have goosebumps. Can you see? 
No. I have goosebumps from looking at that continual mist. How? I think is this what ASMR is? Literally have goosebumps. Is that the first time you've seen it? Yeah. Well, Desi Skin is announcing a new product, their second product to their line, called Jumiova. It's a hydrating continuous mist that is a dewy mist and it can be used as a setting spray but apparently also as a skincare hydration product. It has vitamin C, caffeine, ceramides and hyaluronic acid in it. Oh, also, sorry, apparently it has the Desi Youth juice in it, which is a custom blend of exotic fruits that are rich in antioxidants. Okay, Desi. Of course. Of course. Uh, but the biggest innovation of it all is the fact that it's got an oxygen-powered continuous mist. So this means that the formula continuously comes out of the bottle, not using aerosol, but using oxygen, which is like pushing the product out. That is flipping genius. How has no one done this before? Everyone's idiots. Also, I don't care how much this mist costs because I'm sure that that would have cost them a lot to be the first to release that, uh, what's it called? I keep wanting to say intervention and that's not what I mean. Invention? In, in Innovation. Innovation. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I'm shocked. It, I, if that mist cost $100, I would say, yeah. <laughs> not that I would necessarily buy it, but I probably would. But I think that, like, that's justified. I would. I think that mist is justified until it hits $130, and then I will say, mm, a bit pricey. Wow. That's quite a high price point. I think that it was genius of her to uh, go in with this product by classifying it as a makeup mist. When in actual fact, I think it is just skincare that she's carefully formulated to not break down makeup. Yeah, because it's such I, a dewy skin mist vibe. That's exactly what it is. And I think that a lot of the makeup setting sprays that are on the market or like misting situations don't deliver enough in terms of skincare benefit or they're the other way and they are purely a skincare product that people go, oh, yeah, you can spray this over the top of makeup. So I think it was smart of her to like deliberately put it out there as a hybrid product from the beginning. Yeah, and I do think a lot of products claim to be that and very few I find are suitable for both. You know, I'd never put Fix Plus as a skincare step even though every MAC training will tell you that you can. (laughs) I think Dewy Skin Mist on some people is fabulous as a setting spray but on 90% of the population will absolutely eat away every single bit of eyeshadow, eyeliner and foundation that you've applied. It's really hard to find that middle ground. And don't get me wrong. I don't think it's appropriate for her to charge $130. I just feel like it would be justified. A mist should never really cost more than like 75 bucks. I don't think. Not for something that you'd be using as makeup and skincare. You'd go through it so fast. That's the other thing I wanted to say. Continuous mist, fucking genius for getting people to go through your product quickly and for like the repurchase on that shit's going to be so high because who is going to be able to stop like, you know, freaking – hairspraying their face in like sweeping motions with that product that's going to then spray left and right of their ears and into their hair. That's so true. I'm in the habit of doing like a real asterisk motion, but when it's continuous and you're not just pressing it for that, you're going to be like spraying while you pull away and Mm -hmm. go to do the rest of the things. Yeah. It's going to be a hexagon and not an asterisk. Or just a circle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I'm actually, do we know the price point? I would genuinely be interested. 
Uh, I will have a quick squiz for you and see if it has been released. We do not have a price point at this stage. It's launching in exactly a week on the 27th of July. Cool. That's all we know. QQ. Kylie has relaunched finally. Yeah, I think it happened in the last week and maybe we missed it in last week's beauty news. Not 100% sure. She has relaunched with pretty much her whole range that's come back except her concealers, her collabs that she did with Courtney and Chloe and Kim or whatever. And she's got 32 lip kit shades now available except some of them are currently out of stock which makes us think that she's just like put the pictures up but like they're not actually in yet. She just wants to like Mm. show people that they're coming which is fine and the line is now completely vegan and cruelty free. We like like to say it. Slightly elevated looking packaging really. That's kind of Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. It was a very quick relaunch considering the court case that's still going on. But I guess that they've just, I don't know, it's different now. So its they, I guess they can't be held to account for what they're selling now that the brand has been revamped. I guess it must be different enough that it's not the same. Yeah. I just wanted to do a, not a corrections corner, but like an addition to our news last week about the benzene and sunscreens. Oh, yes, please do. So apparently the levels that are found in the sunscreens are not really of concern to human health and they're not any more than you'd find in the environment around you. Okay. It wasn't something that was added to the product that we need to get angry about. It was like a lab contamination situation or potentially a raw ingredient contamination. So it's super batch specific and product specific. So unless you have the Johnson & Johnson's this sunscreen in sensitive formula in batch, blah, 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 you don't really need to be concerned. And kind of even if you did have it, obviously don't use it if they've said like throw it out and we'll give you a refund. But like you, you're probably going to get as much benzene floating around in your water and in your environment anyway, you know. Proceed with caution. Absolutely. And also I'm assuming considering it's so batch specific, it's not – going to affect us but obviously if it's an american product it's going to be in all of our news because america controls our world so yeah yeah just like obviously important that that goes out but like a lot of scaremongering yes scaremongering is scaremongering a word probably not but like we can pretend i think it's fearmongering scaremonger a person who spreads frightening or ominous reports or rumors oh there you go scaremonger very similar to a fishmonger Frightening. Yeah, what's the final piece of beauty news? Uh, That we've been replaced again. Guys, you can stop listening because there's another another beauty podcast in town. It's Mecca. They've released a beauty podcast. (laughs) And it's probably going to be good. But I would say there's plenty of space for everyone. everyone. Uh, But I would also say... It's really sad to be continually uh, beaten at our beaten own game. By, yeah, at our own game by people who obviously have a huge following, but like good on them. You know, every other beauty brand's been on it for ages, and I guess they need to be in it to win it. So, you know. No further comment on that. Also, they're releasing an app, which apparently will be going live in August. I believe Fun. it's a Mecca shopping app, as you would find a Sephora shopping app, a Zara shopping app, and every other retailer's shopping app. 
pretty slow actually when you think about it. I don't re I don't like shopping on apps. I really don't. I actually like to internet shop on a laptop. Same. The only reason that I ever shop on an app is after I have already shopped on a website and then they say, if you buy on our app, you can get 15% off. And then I'm like, fine. So yeah. I moved to the app, but that's the only time. I really don't like the app browsing experience when you want to scroll through 800 products because you're deep window shopping. I need at least 10 things on my screen at once so that I can skim and there's not enough skimmability on an app. And also I need to open things in tabs and then when I'm finished, go through the tabs and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And it's like, you can't do, I'm, people use wish lists, don't they? But I just don't really, whatever. I imagine that the purpose of it will be that it will better their beauty loop experience. Hmm. It will also make probably it easier for people to shop between online and in-store. Like they'll probably have scannable QR codes and things like that that are already going out in emails that they can transition to an app so people don't lose them and have to scroll through their emails to find their reward things and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Also, data collection. <laughs> Always comes back to it, doesn't it? Sure does. And in an important piece of news mm -hmm. that's Not snack related. related. Oh, yes. This happened last week, but I forgot to mention it. Chocolate Ripple Biscuits from Arnott's have been released or are being released. They are gluten-free. They are also releasing Scotch Fingers and Tiny Teddies. Did we not say this last week? No. Oh, we I got so it. many messages. Yeah. It's huge news. Even for those who are not gluten-free, if you are a Chocky Ripple cake maker, which, by the way, it's a disgusting cake, who cares? But if that's your go-to thing at Christmas. It sure is. Like, why wouldn't you make it gluten-free so your random cousin could eat it? I think it's going to be great. I'm so excited. It goes soggy anyway with all the cream. So, like, yeah. I don't think you're at any disadvantage for it being gluten-free. I would agree with you. I'm yet to find them in store. I've looked every time I've been into a supermarket. No luck yet. I will keep you posted and I will make a chocolate ripple cake the moment they become available. The moment. I can't remember the last time I ate a tiny teddy. It would be in childhood, but now that they're gluten-free, I want them. Yeah, same. Yum. Okay, let's answer some questions just yep. briefly because okay. the listeners, we're, half of us are in lockdown. Let's just extend this episode for as long as humanly possible. I all I have to do is edit it. <laughs> and all I have to do is listen to us again and again and again. Yes. First up, Fitzroy wants to know, how does Mecca and Sephora keep making room? for new launches on their gondolas when they're just constantly brands are constantly bringing out new products like how, how does the limit exist and do they keep discontinuing products as frequently as they're bringing them out is what Fitzroy wants to know okay please don't take our word as gospel we don't do like merchandising or store planning or anything like that at all you know who would actually have an idea of this was Loz. you know who we're not going to call because it's too hard was <laughs> I would say that they – God, things do get discontinued. So often. So often. And it's also, subtle so you don't notice it, whereas a launch is all at once. Fun fact for those who are not observant, every gondola you will find, most gondolas, I'm not going to generalize to all gondolas, this may be gondola specific, has a section on the gondola for new in. And that new in section gets rebranded every time there is something new in. So it'll usually be the top front and center section of the gondola and that's a rotating podium for the latest lines of that brand. Generally speaking, things will then go in the drawer. 
if they do not have a space on the gondola, but they need to exist in store for an ongoing period of time. They also might get merchandised around the store in other places, aka Mecca used to put things on hotspots when they were new or like create a wall bay for them that's not on the gondola. Yeah, or an end cap. I'm pretty sure like all of Nude Sticks is in on an end cap at Sephora in Doncaster. Mm. Um, so literally they will just like shove a cardboard box on the end of another gondola and be like, it's, it's, it's a thing. And you're like, <laughs> okay, okay, great. Where are we going to store that? This um, display yeah, was always here. Yeah, they will, uh, yeah, absolutely discontinue things pretty much as often as they bring them out. I would also say, so when something launches, whatever, say you've got your NARS gondola and they're bringing out a new range. I know at one point we had approximately like four shades of NARS Shiglo on the gondola. The rest were all in the drawer Mm. to make space for all of the holiday collections or whatever is launching at the time. Also, sometimes you have a half gondola and sometimes you have a full gondola and there's always differing, like not all stores will have a full gondola. So they always have like a half gondola setup. And so you can always reduce it to that half gondola setup if you then needed to add another gondola, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, again, just having like one shade of something and then the rest in the drawer. And also when I think about newer stores, so back in the day, I guess we just never knew how big everything was going to be, how many brands we were going to get. But I know like when Eastland launched, that was a really big Mecca Maxima store. Uh, that was going to be huge. And they launched with like two Too Faced gondolas, two Nas gondolas. And I know that Sephora have duplicate gondolas as well. And that's obviously foreshadowing that they're going to be filled with other brands. And it also helps with foot traffic when all of the 13-year-old girls are crowding around one Too Faced gondola. You know, you can spread the theft out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that like the floor plan, sort of you keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, some, sometimes things go online only as well. I think these, this answers all of those questions. Good. Great. Thank you, Fitzroy, for your question. Uh, next up, the people, they want to know about Survivor Australia. They want to know who my favourite contestant is. I know that you're not watching it, so I'll keep this very brief. Survivor Australia has disappointed me so far this year. I love it deeply. Yes? I was going to say, like, I am running low, obviously, on TV shows. Like, I would consider watching it. And you saying it's disappointed you. Sorry, I'll take it back. No, watch it because for certain reasons there is still the thrill of Survivor. All of the challenges have been new so far. Very impressive, very thrilled. Uh, The Brains versus Brawn, relatively fun dynamic. That being said, the first three challenges have been very Brawn heavy and it does make it hard for Brains to win reward, which means that they struggle. I would also like to comment on the fact that in no tribal council in the Australian Survivor this year have they been allowed to bring home fire. So Brains went two days without fire, even though they were first to tribal council, which I found to be interesting. And a few people have commented in response to me saying this, saying that it might be because they're in the outback and they can't carry their torches like back through the trees and shit. Maybe. It is 45 degrees every day there, so it could be a fire hazard. But normally they give them flint. They don't always – that's a, quite an old-school thing, putting the torch in and carrying the fire back. I'm pretty sure doesn't he normally chuck – like in the American one, he chucks them a, a flint at the end of the tribal council. Yes. Yeah. So they all had to make their own fire. But very impressively, both tribes did make their own fire without flint. So that was quite cool. Let me guess. Did they pick a fucking Poindexter and Braun and he's like, I'm going to use my glasses? No. <laughs> and 
and brains went two days without having fire because no smart person thought about the, the glasses trick. And I was like, use their glasses. Anyway. Oh, have they even watched Survivor? I hate it. Clearly not. Okay. Also, I have been stood corrected, but I am disappointed that it is an Australian series of Survivor and there's been only one acknowledgement of country. Mm-hmm. And that happened at the end of the first episode, or maybe the start of the first episode. I think someone said to me, "I completely missed it. It's been completely glossed over. It's very Americanized, still version of Survivor." Yeah. And I think that that was a real missed opportunity. Like that, you are playing on our land. There's just so many ways that they could have incorporated. Oh yeah, more acknowledgement of where they are, what they're doing, how they're doing things. Like fucking Jonathan Lapalia can say every day like just introduce something that's native like I don't care I would really appreciate that special touch considering they had to like change their plans to do it in Australia just saying yeah no I like that feedback who do I think is going to win this is a tough one I think it's going to be the ballerina chick who was put on the brains tribe but is clearly stronger than any of the fucking women on brawn because she's a ballerina and she's amazing Mm. she was put on the brains tribe because she does something to do with like science oh my Mm. god can you imagine how good she's going to be on one of those challenges where you have to stand on a tiny thing and your feet just have to grip onto something? Yeah, she'll be amazing at it. She's like, I've got no feeling, bitches, and she's <laughs> going to stay there and she's going to weigh like 40 kilos. Yeah. Oh, she'll, she'll be great. This. I also think that the surfer chick is going to do really well. She's like a pro Australian surfer, has surfed the largest wave ever in surfing pro history. I don't know. Uh, she, I think, is playing a very smart game right off the bat, but she's not being, like, detected as playing a smart game. She's doing that, like, I'm kind of in, like, I'm sitting in both alliances. Everyone thinks that I'm their friend. But in, like, the background, she's. I think she's very calculated about what she's doing. So I think she'll do well. Great. Can I follow up that question with, fuck Australian Survivor, who's your favourite player in American Survivor ever? Ever? Mm. Well, we've had this discussion before. Okay. Who comes to mind? Well, I really like the chick who won last season. What's her name? Natalie. I mm-hmm. think she's great. For a female, I would pick her. And for a male, I want to pick I want to pick Yule or I want to pick Ozzy and I can't decide. Okay. Who are yours? Cochrane. Oh, Cochrane was great. Yeah, Cochrane. <laughs> Hands he down. deserved everything that came to him second time Absolutely. around. Absolutely. Or third Absolutely. time around. I can't remember. Who knows? Okay. More questions. More questions. Okay. Uh, let's go one or two more. I'm not sure how many we've got. Eleni uh, wants to know our favorite day moisturizer and hyaluronic. Okay. I'm going to say my favorite hyaluronic is the Liberty Bell one, but there's a very, very close, maybe equal one that is up there and we're going to discuss it as our product trial. So stay tuned for that. How Talk good is that for me cross-promoting or whatever? Blue balls. Yeah, you'll never know. And my favourite day moisturiser, to be honest, I skip day moisturiser a lot because I just use my SPF, but Ceramidin by Dr. Jart, easy. Same. My favourite day moisturiser is my ultraviolet, oh, what is it called? Queen's green? No. Yeah. Lean screen? No. The one in the blue tube with the yellow, not the dropper. That's what it uses, my everyday moisturizer. I'm also currently trialing a mineral moisturizer. Mineral SPF? Mineral SPF, sorry. 
that has arrived in the mail recently and I'm not yet ready to talk about it, but it piffs ultraviolet for hydration for mm. sure. And I am leaning towards putting that in a favorite at some point. Ooh. I can't speak too soon about these things. Yeah. I have to trial them for an extended period of time. Yeah. And yes, my favorite hyaluronic would also be Liberty Bell. Obviously. Glam Squad. Yes. And last but very not least, or do I save it until the end of us recording this episode and see if something new comes through? Maybe let's do one more at the end. Yeah, we, and we can add it in the mini app if we need. Yeah, what a great idea. Great. Have you got any empties of late? Ooh. No. Only my Kosas Revealer Concealer. Yes, I knew you'd finished a Holy Grail, and I was about to say I finished three Holy Grails recently. And three. It's, yeah, so I finished my Liberty Bell Hyaluronic. Yeah, I finished same. a Sarah Chapman Overnight Facial, which is fine because I have a backup because my sister bought it for me for Christmas, the limited edition jumbo size, and I still yes. haven't started it yet. And I finished the Josh Rosebrook Hydration Accelerator because I only had the mini. It lasted me a decent amount of time considering. It did. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? What's your my beauty product? vape this week? Yeah, it's my beauty loop sample. Ooh, mm. nice. It is the Wilhelm Wilhelm perfumery. Wilhelm. There's no. It's not H E I M. It's H E L M. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know where you just finish the rest of the word off? Yeah, that's what I've been doing with that. Yeah. It's the morning chest fragrance that I got as a sample in my beauty lip box. The only way I can describe this is when I first smelt it, I was like, ooh, sexy, deep, unisex, leathery is like the notes that came to mind. And I spritzed it. I was like, ooh, Adrian, what do you think of that? And he was like, ooh, fresh like spring. And I was like, what the fuck? How have we both thought completely different things of this perfume? Let me tell you the notes. Yes, but no. The scent of this perfume, it says a green, sharp scent with notes of bergamot shared with grassy notes, Tuscan leather, mm. black amber, oh, okay. and patchouli. So, yeah, both. Okay. It's literally both. This fragrance you will enjoy if you want it, – it's most similar in my brain to dark rum or bibliotech, and that's because my brain went to – warm leathery scents interesting i don't think it's one for me but i reckon i'd like it on other people i wonder if that is going to become a bit of like a dare i say yeah dare i say it a santal or a baccarat because i've seen a lot of positive feedback about that and i think that they 
I reckon that that will be a um, – they'll be glad they sampled that. I think a lot of people will be buying it. It's really nice. Also, shout out to Mecca for the supreme consistency that was the level three beauty loot boxes this time around. Everyone who I saw that reposted it got the exact same box, maybe with a slight variation in the sachet, or I think some some people got a slightly different one of these perfumes. I don't know if you're going to disagree with me. Oh, no, I just saw someone on Mecca Chit Chat complaining about their box that had the perfume in, and I was like, that perfume literally would cost like $30. This was, without doubt, the best beauty lip box I've ever received. There you go. Coupled with the body wash as well. Far yeah, out. Yeah. The girl's not complaining over here. Eliza was like, I'll take the body wash if you don't want it. And I was like, get fucked. No. So good. Also, that's how she talks. Uh, so that's my beauty fave. What's yours? Mine's the Liberty Bell Advanced Dream Team. My uh-huh. barrier is finally at the point where I can use retinol and it's been months and months and months. And mm-hmm. holy shit, I forget how amazing it is for texture. It just makes me look like I've just had Botox in my face is that weird shiny look, but all mm. the time. It mm. truly gives you glass skin. You can put it over a scabby-ish pimple and it will miraculously even it out, but you can use it on like dry skin and it will like exfoliate it and not make it look too dry. It's so good. And I'm being very careful. I'm kind of like putting it through my T-zone and like cheeks and then like tiny circle on my chin and not putting it on the sides. But so far, so good. So far, no dermatitis but oh I really miss it it really does just light beams off your skin differently when you use that and I definitely don't have that effect with other retinols but I know that that is sort of like how a retinol should act Mm. yeah nice that's a good one we haven't talked about that for a while I keep it in rotation but I've not really been on the retinol train at the moment yeah yeah we're both still really working on our barrier but I missed it Mm. Love it. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hairnet. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What is your non-beauty fave this week? Got a soft and a hard one. Well, two soft ones, to be perfectly honest. Sure. One is Below Deck Mediterranean. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So I love Below Deck, but there's a current season of Below Deck Mediterranean, so I'm watching it. Yep. Captain Sandy. It's just great. It's like trash. Mm-hmm. It's trash. That's all I can say. (laughs) It's enjoyable trash. It's good trash. It's trash. It's it's trash because you have, like, the trash that's on the boat of the people working, but then you kind of have the trash that is, like, the rich guests. Mm. So it's fun to see the two worlds of trash. And then my other favourite was, what's the show with Bradley Oney on Bon Appetit where he talks something mates? Oh, no, Taste Buds. Taste Buds. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The one that he does where they try a lot of the same thing. He gets celebrity-ish guests in and they both try the same foods. Mm-hmm. That's just a fave all the time. But he did it with Ayesha Curry, Steph Curry's wife. Ah. She's like me and Brenton just worship her because she's like the most beautiful woman in the world. And she's so lovely. And they tried t- tropical fruits. And I just love that series. Yeah. It's, it's the thing that got Alex into Bon Appetit. No, I was already into Bon Appetit, but it was Brad. Brad was my gateway drug to Bon Appetit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got into the back-to-back cooking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's great. He's everything that I like in a man. Yeah. A bit chaotic <laughs> and a bit silly. And also like seven foot tall. Well, I mean, that's not a prerequisite, but I will happily accept it. <laughs> What's your non-beauty fave? I have a couple, which is also good because people ask us what our TV show recommendations are because they're struggling for TV. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. 
this week I have thoroughly enjoyed Why Women Kill. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot of people talking about it and I keep I kept dismissing it because I thought it was a documentary because I think that mm. there is a very similar one by that name on Netflix that is a documentary. This is not. I think it's on SBS On Demand or ABC iView. I can't recall which one. I'm sorry. It's a very, very funny TV series that follows three women who live in the same house but in different eras and all – I'm not giving away too much. You find out all of this in the first episode. All of their husbands are cheating on them. Or, no, I lie, there is infidelity in all of their marriages. <laughs> Did you stop listening to me momentarily? No. <laughs> anyway, Lucy Liu's in it. Everybody loves Lucy Liu. She's great, clearly the star of the show. And the storyline is great and it's very funny and it's a light watch and I told mum to watch it and mum thinks it's the funniest show in the world as well so it really spans across all generations. Wow. I also watched Cruella, the movie this week. We acquired it in a way that is not shmalegal but is shmalegally. Yeah. Thoroughly recommend. Very dark, very dark movie. Not for children. Oh, at all. Not for children. Uh, I mean, like, maybe a 16-year-old who's, like, kind of into the dark arts. Uh, Emma Stone is fabulous, very great actress. We already knew this. I also really appreciated, whilst it's a little bit tacky, the use of CGI dogs to protect the real puppers from doing things that are mean. I just had to say that because there's some, like, things that happen in it that you're like, oh, my goodness, and it makes you feel sad because you feel like it's a real dog, but it's not a real dog. It's just a CGI dog, and that makes it okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that movies these days are, like, not using animals in a way that they would have used them in the past. Like, I think it's just a lot more considered. Anyway, a great movie. Tells the story of why Cruella is who Cruella is and why she wanted to make that Dalmatian coat in the beginning of, well, in the in the Disney movie. Interesting. Yes. Also, for people that need something to watch and for me to tell you, Ted Lasso is launching, I believe, tomorrow on Apple ah. TV, the first of season two, which is truly the best TV show ever. Maybe wait a couple of weeks to watch it so you can watch some back-to-back and feel good. But definitely everyone should get on it. And if you haven't watched season one, obviously binge that and then you can watch season two as it's live. But it's so good. Do you know what else happened to me this week? I finished Dave season two and then I was devastated because I was like, what the fuck? It kind of ended out of nowhere. Were you devastated or were you devastated? I was both. But I realised, are they releasing episodes every week and it's not actually finished? I just assumed it was finished because I watched all the way to the end and there's going to be more because it really did, like, no, it didn't I think, finish. I think you've just caught up. They're releasing weekly. <laughs> Great news for me. Yeah. Because I seriously finished it and I was like, what the heck? That didn't wrap up at all. Like, it just left yeah. me in the middle of nowhere. Like, I thought that COVID interrupted filming or something and they were like, well, got to cut it. Also, if you are watching Dave, please go and follow Benny Blanco on Instagram. He is as real and as psycho as he is in the TV show. It's so funny. Also, he's friends with Gator and Dave and he's got, like, a whole series of stories that are them living their best lives and it made me feel like I was watching the show but on Instagram and it really brought me like next level joy. It's like when you watch the bloopers of a TV show and you feel like you know them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. Oh, what a great show. Just took it to my veins. What's your snack this week? My snack is not a snack. It is a meal and I'm not exaggerating. I cooked one of the best meals of my life this week. Wow. What was it? It's called... Roasted chicken with fish sauce butter. It's a recipe from the New York Times cooking app. 
I believe it's behind a paywall potentially on the website, Ugh. but there is a cooking, no, there's on the New York Times cooking YouTube channel, there is a video that goes through it. And I'm sure that the recipe is in the description. Okay. You get bone-in skin-on chicken thighs and you shove them in the oven. It's really hands-off. And then with about 15 minutes to go, you tear up some bread and you smush that in the schmaltzy chicken fat that's all over the baking tray and then you put that back in and then you basically melt butter and fish sauce together and then you drizzle that over the top of this chicken. I did it with gluten-free bread and me and Brenton were happily eating the bread because it gets 100% golden with crispy chicken fat. Oh. And then you serve it on like the baking tray so you can literally like get all of the sticky bits, like gravy vibes with fish sauce and butter off the tray. I just made it with white rice and I shoved some broccoli on the tray at the end just so that I had some nutritional content. It was incredible, very easy. Wow. Nice. I'm going to make it for you. You will die. It's I'm the most excited. savory umami thing that you could eat. I was going to say I'm interested in the fish sauce butter combination because it's just like adding salt to salt. There's no... There's well, nothing, there's nothing sweet to cut through it. I guess the creaminess of the butter. You, it is like it is sweet, and it it smelled like caramel, like tangy, sweet, savory, salty, crunchy, soft, juicy, literally incredible. If you eat meat, it's like a it's a non-negotiable, and you can make it like gluten free, and it's not shit because yeah. how do you make gluten free bread good? Cook it in animal fat. Very good. Okay, thanks for the meal recommendation. I appreciate that. Get the perfume sample out of your nose. <laughs> it What's fits so perfectly in my nostril. <laughs> I would need a larger size. What is your snack of the week? My snack this week is such an anticlimax. It's it's cherry tomatoes. <laughs> Tossed in a very small amount of garlic oil, very small, just enough to give them like a very soft sheen and some lots of Maldon flaky salt all over the top of them. I am working from home and it takes all of my willpower to not go to the fridge and pantry 10 times a day. And so I put this bowl of cherry tomatoes on the kitchen table so that every time I go to snack, I eat a cherry tomato. It's saving me from dying of a heart attack during lockdown. That's all I can say. Anyway, cherry tomatoes, underrated. Never used to like them because I don't like the popping sensation in my mouth, but I've come to love them. Yep. You know when you think that your body's like craving something? I think I've been craving tomatoes a lot recently. I'm probably vitamin C deficient. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's my snack. It's not a snack, but like try it. It's good. Yeah. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear what Lisa has decided is maybe her second favorite hyaluronic acid in the world ever, please listen to our episode on Wednesday where we will be discussing the – oh, wait, I can't say it now. You'll have to wait till Wednesday. No spoilers. Bye. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 